I ain't saying she a gold digger, but she ain't messing with no other podcast. That's because she's the best, yes, queen, Slay. Slay. Yeah, that was good. That was topical because Kim Kardashian just hosted Saturday Night Live. That's true. What are you, what are you, what are you saying? What are you saying right now? And she talked about gold diggers. She did. And also Kanye West. She, she really did. Was that a scary one for you, that first line? Oh uh, yeah, I was. Well, I mean, I know you, so I know it's not going to go to the worst imaginable place it could go. I know, but you were like, "Where's this going?" I was like, yeah. is it, "It's not going to rhyme, is it?" No. Uh, my name's Aaron. That was Andrew, and this is No Worries. If not, you just heard the theme song. It's redundant. A podcast. It's a that, podcast that we have together. Mm-hmm. It's going yeah. great. Mm-hmm. We have a guest today. We do have a guest. Very excited about this one. Uh, my former roommate of three years. He's so much more than that, though. Um, didn't just have mom because of that. We're not talking about our living situation. It's not nepotism. It's not. B.T. Harmon is our guest. He does so much and so much well. A lot of cool stuff. Uh-huh. He, uh, he's probably the best at social media, I know, to be honest. You follow him. I learn a lot, like every day from him, I feel like. Um, but he has a couple podcasts out. We'll talk about those briefly. Blue Babies Pink and Catlick. Different vibes. <laughs> yeah, something for everyone. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, and the main thing we talk about today with him is the Camino Day something. I had no idea what it was, but it's amazing. It's this trail in Spain and we talk all about it. He did it for a month and it's amazing. It's amazing. Um, yeah, I love that. Andrew had no idea what it was. I said, Hey, we're gonna talk to BT about the Camino Camino tonight. And he was like, sure. It's that weird car truck hybrid. Yeah, and he really like, thought that until we started recording. If he has enough to say about that car truck hybrid, I want to hear it. <laughs> yeah, so this, uh, that's one of my favorite interviews we've ever done. So make sure you stick around and listen to that. Yep. Um, Aaron, before we get too far into this episode, I do know that you had a failure in your life this week that you feel the need to apologize for. And on this podcast, when we do something wrong and we're wrong about things, we own it and we want to address it. And you've been getting a lot of hate on the internet for this already. Mm-hmm. So I want to create some space on this episode for you to address what happened. Yeah, um, it, it is deserved the kind of blowback um, the last five or six days. Um, whew, this is tough. Um, so I made a video, you know, I didn't think a ton of it. Um, a video that I thought was pretty factual at the time. Uh, but it turns out I, um, I don't know, mis misrepresented a little bit and, uh, it's not who I want to be, you know, yeah, stay strong. Yeah. So I, uh, I made a video where I was talking about the, uh, Joro spiders that have taken over Georgia yeah. that have come over in a shipping container from Asia somewhere and they're, uh, they're everywhere. And I talk about them, kind of make fun of a little article and there is one on my street. And so I take a little field trip. I show it in the video. Um, it's huge and scary, 
but you know, harmless. I say that in the video. I didn't say they're dangerous. I said they're harmless. I say that. Um, but then all the comments, well, first of all, the thing is like 1.7 million views on TikTok. Like yeah. it blew up. And then, then spider talk came for me. Spider talk? Talk. Like TikTok. Oh, got it. Spider yeah. TikTok. Spider okay. talk. Um, I think I'm, I misspecied the, um, the eight-legged freak in the video. Uh, it is not a Jura spider. It was a banana spider. Which mm-hmm. you know is big and scary and yellow. I'm sorry, but those have been in this country for quite a while. A long time. Everyone's like, I've I grew up in Alabama. I'd seen them since I was a kid. And yeah, I used to. I had, a, I had a pet banana spider. Uh huh. BB gun all day. Um, His name was Jeffrey. But I'm not a spiderologist. Not a witch. I don't know what I'm talking about. Not a big spider guy. It was big and scary. It's all I know. <laughs> but I do want to sincerely apologize to the spider community um, for spinning a web of lies. You know. <laughs> so uh, yeah sorry i uh yeah i you thought, misidentified i didn't know that many people cared about spiders i thought they'd be you know in the woods stirring their cauldrons and not on tiktok being mad at me yeah the people that care about spiders are not usually the ones that are active on social media exactly so sorry to all all you weirdos that care sorry to spider people tom holland scarlett johansson all of them i'm sorry i'll be better yeah well we'll move forward from this okay a lot of we've learned a lot. I can only grow, you know. We're just going to grow from this point forward. Really sorry. Hope you guys will keep listening. Committed to doing the work. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, we got we to gotta pay for the equipment. You know what I mean? Yeah, we got an advertisement here today. And Huge I'm, ad. I'm very excited to, um, to introduce our new sponsor to you guys. Um, now that Daniel Craig's reign as James Bond has come to an end with the spectacular No Time to Die everyone is talking about, who will the next Bond be? will be <laughs> i'm killing this uh and when we'll see him on the big screen well boy have i got good news for you mgm is wanting to ride the hype wave of no time to die but releasing the next bond movie this november coming to cinemas and hbo minus this november is the spy who did a whoopsie who will take over as Bond? None other than box office mainstay and perennial shrimp boy, Michael Sarah. You've seen James Bond drive stunning sports cars, get into epic gunfights, and sleaze around town with supermodels. But what if he was a soft-spoken little oatmeal guy with a shockingly low pain tolerance? <laughs> Later this year, see Bond like you've never seen him before, with knee pads and a helmet on, on any time he jumps on in his Aston Martin scooter. He likes his apple juice shaken, not stirred, please. Make sure to get there early because this one features an epic theme song courtesy of chart topper Owl City. <laughs> Will Bond save the world and finally kiss a girl? Find out this November in The Spy Who Did a Whoopsie. Who cannot wait for that. That honestly is great. I know. And people, you know, people are like, oh, let's do uh, Idris Elba because he's so cool. Wrong. Wrong. Michael Sarah. He's Michael the guy. Sarah. It's always been him. It's clear. Now that I'm picturing it, I can't imagine anyone else being next. You didn't think... Th- I remember seeing Arrested Development for the first time, and I'm like, that's James Bond. It's like, that guy should be the coolest British guy. Exactly. Oh, can't wait for that one. Make sure you uh, subscribe to HBO Minus. Yeah, love the idea of getting an American involved. Can't wait for that one. Yeah, I'm excited to uh, to go see that in theaters. I, I said last week that uh, I was going to follow up with you about Colombia. Colombia. Yeah, Colombia. Uh, because you were still processing. I had gotten back that day. 
Um, and Anna clipped out the part of the episode where I talk about it and sent it to all her aunts. Did she really? Yeah, and they said that uh, the parts they understood, they thought it was very funny. Wait. Oh, that's great. Yeah, so her aunts are listeners, kind of. Okay, no. that's great. Why, uh, why did she crop it out? Was it Were we disrespectful? No, she just wanted to send the part that was relevant to them. She knew that we wouldn't. Oh, 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 oh. No, she just cropped out the part where I was talking about Columbia and sent I it thought, to them. Oh, I thought you meant censored it, as in no, like no, 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 she no, didn't no. want them to hear it. No, no. Well, she, she wanted them to hear it. Well, she knew if she sent them the whole episode, they would just probably be confused about everything. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think they wanted to hear English Nick. No, no, no. no. Probably. <laughs> How about karaoke Too bars? Too many cultures and, involved. Right. Columbia, England, we can't do that. Yeah, can't. They don't, you know. So uh, what, um, uh, what memories have popped up in your psyche that you were trying to repress? Um, well, we talked a lot about the first night, and I, hopefully you guys have seen those videos on my Instagram that I posted this week. Uh, I pretty much nailed it. Upon review, my dance moves, I think, were very appropriate. Mm-hmm. And I think my assimilation is full, fully complete. Complete. Yeah, so I'm Colombian now. So I'm probably going to change that on all my passports and driver's licenses. Yeah. I have just have one of each of those. But <laughs> um, the next day, I didn't talk much about the next day. We went out on her uncle's yacht, Whoa. which is great. If you can, marry someone whose uncle has a yacht. Huge. That's a big win for it's the number whole one. family. Yeah, emotional intelligence. Uh, you'll be attracted to him. Yeah, uncle yacht. Yacht. Yeah, you're going to want to maybe in no specific order on that. Right. Um, it was a blast. It was one of the longest days of my life. We were on the yacht for probably 10 hours. Um, it was very fun, great food, exciting people. Um, but I was the most tired I've ever... I'm so tired. It's <laughs> <laughs> the most tired I've ever been in my life. That's a no, it's a, it, I think you should leave. I right think you should leave, yeah. Um, but then that night we were supposed to all stay at this hotel in Cartagena because that's where the yacht had left from. So you said that so good, Cartagena. Yeah, uh, yeah, well, I'm assimilated. The other thing uh, too is their dog Ozzy is bilingual. Oh yeah, Ozzy's bilingual. So yeah. I walk in and just <laughs> the whitest guy Andrew is like siéntate, siéntate to the dog to get him to uh, sit. Coistate. <laughs> it's funny Muy every bien. time. And but then I'm like uh, shake. <laughs> <laughs> See, he's he knows both. Um, but then we were supposed to stay at this really nice hotel in Cartan, and Anna's like, oh, no, I made the reservations for our rooms uh, at the wrong, the wrong night. I did the night after. Hmm. And so we're like, oh, no. So it's like me and her mom and her aunt and her, and uh, her aunt goes, okay, don't worry. I made a reservation at this other hotel that we can go to. So we get, I'm so tired. And we get in the car, and we drive to this other hotel, and we get there, and we're checking in. And they're like, oh, no, you made the reservation for the wrong night. It happened again. What? Twice. How? I don't know. I don't know what happened. I was not involved. I was just sitting like, can we please go to a hotel? Can I have a bed soon, please? <laughs> um, and eventually I just went up. I can't talk to any of them, so they're just all handling it all. And I'm just reading their body language as they're talking to like the front desk people. And they're getting frustrated. And I know exactly what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> like I, and, uh, Wrong night. Eventually I was just like, all right. Here's my credit card. Don't tell me how much it is. Just get us a room for tonight. <laughs> I just gave him my credit card, and we got rooms finally, and it ended up being okay. But it was one of the longest days of my life, but also one of my favorite vacation memories, being on the boat for 10 hours. Wow. It was a lot of fun. It was the best day of your life. I ate a whole fish. They bring you fish. We went to this place. We took the yacht to this place where all these people drive up to you on canoes, and they just bring you the fish that they caught and cooked. Hmm. And like, do you want this one? And it, you can still see the eyeballs and stuff. And they give it to you, and you just like pick it apart and pull out all the bones and eat it. And it's so good. Okay. 
you were tired, but also maybe sick. You don't eat the eyeballs. Don't eat the eyeballs. I didn't eat any eyeballs. They did tell me that the tail is good. I think they were pranking me because they were like, the tail's crunchy and good. And it's just like, it looks like a fish's tail, though. Did you eat it? I ate some of it. Not good. <laughs> and then like I noticed that no one else really ate it. So I think they were pulling one over on the gringo. Got him. Got him. Yeah. All right, Anna, here's your cut point. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the regular scheduled podcast. <laughs> um, well, this was a really good interview we had with BT. He is truly fascinating. We could have talked to him about any number of things, but uh-huh. this was a recent thing in his life. I've decided I want to go do this. Yeah. You know, that's a big disclaimer. Journey. I feel like at the end of this episode, you're going to pull up Delta and make some bad decisions. Yeah. Well, we might, uh, we might have BT back on to talk about some other stuff, too. Yeah. We got to. Yeah. We're running out of friends. It's, it's really true. Yeah. So please enjoy this conversation with B.T. Harmon. No worries if not. Mr. B.T. Harmon, thanks for joining us today. What's up? It's good to be here. <laughs> All right. We're here. We're here. Um, welcome back to the beautiful United States of America. Feels good. When did you get back? Uh, we got back last Thursday, so we've been here for three or four days. Are you are you acclimated yet? I think so. Yep. First airport move was TGI Fridays, uh, which was <laughs> a welcome reprieve from some a few bad meals. Fully diving back into the culture. <laughs> you got it. In Atlanta, you you landed back in Atlanta and went to the TGI Fridays in the city you arrived in. Technically, it was Miami. That was okay. our first okay. our first connecting city. So which we is were which is the best one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's the best TGI Fridays in the country. Everybody <laughs> knows Miami International Airport. Yeah. It's world renowned. People, uh, people w- connect there even when they don't have to. Yeah, I fly through Miami all the time for yeah. that reason. I was going to California. I was like, take me to Miami first. Mm. Smart. <laughs> I need lunch. We're going to talk all about your trip and Europe. Um, and on the intro, we already talked about who you are and what you do. But Smart. what do you do? Because you do a lot. Yeah. I, I want to hear it from you. And I, I know we lived together for three years. I've known you for like 15. <laughs> But it changes, I feel like, every year or two. Yep. So I uh, grew up in North Alabama, graduated with a degree in professional writing, and uh, jumped on board with a fundraising startup in 2005 called the Boosterthon Fun Run. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did elementary school fundraising for many years. I became essentially the head of marketing for a while. And in 2016, just decided I didn't want to do that anymore. It was a great company, but just wanted to strike out on my own. So so for the last five years, I've been, I call myself a creative strategist. So I work with mostly small companies and brands around Atlanta, doing all manner of creative work. So copywriting, graphic design, brand strategy. Uh, and then I also have two podcasts that I run as well. So Ooh, what are those? Uh, Blue Baby's Pink is a story I put out in 2016, which is my sort of personal coming out story. Um, Gay. Uh, yes, I am a gay. That is, <laughs> that is correct. Thank you for um, spelling that out really clearly. Just clarifying. Yeah. yeah. Case, you don't need to listen to the podcast. There's a spoiler right there. <laughs> yeah. But no, it's just my story. I grew up in a, uh, my dad was a pastor growing up. And so just my story of dealing with all the things that might come along with that. Yeah. So, um, but that was a, a blog first and then a podcast. And then two years later, I swung the pendulum real hard from talking about faith and sexuality to true crime. Yeah. So I put out a second <laughs> podcast called Cat Lick. And um, that came out in 2020. And yeah, I'm super proud of that as well. Both of them have done pretty well. Good number of people have listened to them. Uh, I'm extremely proud of them. And you should, you should check them out. 
Oh, I've checked them both out. Yeah, okay. I love them both. R- religious, gay, true crime, my favorite that, genre. That's that's it's the, it's the next big thing. Yeah, <laughs> and the Venn diagram, you're just it's just kind of you <laughs> right there. Um, is there another one coming soon? Any any news you want to break on the podcast? Uh, no news to break today, but if if that happens, I will consider breaking that here in yeah, future yeah. in future episodes. All right, cool. Yeah. We'd love to be considered. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so uh, you could be an expert. Like we, we like to have you know comedians on different people. We like to have experts on too to talk about stuff we don't know about. Like we had Rebecca Skates talk about Disney World, which was fun. A gemologist, stuntman, things like that. I feel like there's several things I could ask you and make you the expert on because you can yeah. just talk about it forever. You're so good at it. But why we have you here today is the Camino, the old Camino, and what's we're about to, I'll have you define it in a second. But Andrew, I was yesterday, I was like, we should have BT on to talk about the Camino. And he was like, yeah, absolutely. He's like, I love cars. And <laughs> I just now figured out he thought that was, we were talking about a car. Yeah, apparently I followed BT on Instagram. Apparently I haven't been watching his stories for the last month. The algorithm, man. I think, I've, yeah, I think it's the algorithm. <laughs> yeah, the algorithm really pushes me towards just straight people mostly. <laughs> uh, Damn it. Yeah, it's probably <laughs> Yeah, um, and but, so uh, what what about following BT made you think he was a car expert? I don't know. Okay, he does everything. Like That's you true. said, I was like, that oh, must be his new venture. Not a, not a car guy. Not oh, here. That, Definitely not. Me neither. So what is Camino? <laughs> what have I been missing? So it's the it's called the Camino de Santiago, and it is a five hundred mile uh, Christian pilgrimage across northern Spain. That Christian pilgrims have been traveling since about eight or nine hundred A.D. So for a thousand years, you've had this constant flow of people uh, walking across northern Spain to the endpoint of the pilgrimage, which is a cathedral in the city of Santiago. So it's interesting how the whole thing got started. Basically, like in like I said, eight or nine hundred A.D., this Christian monk sees these weird lights over this stand of trees. He views this as a sign from God. He goes and explores. He finds a tomb. And there he decides or discovers that this is actually the tomb of the Apostle James. So he calls in church officials. They come in and investigate. They kind of confirm this is the tomb of the Apostle James because apparently he spent the last years of his life on the Iberian Peninsula. And so from there, they erect uh, a, a monument, a memorial. Eventually a cathedral is built and it becomes the third most popular pilgrimage in all of Christendom after Jerusalem and Rome. So um, particularly in the sort of the medieval years, that's when it was the most popular. So people from all over Europe would make this trek to Santiago. Once they got there, they would receive, um, I guess, they would be granted salvation for their, for their efforts. And so, yeah, so in the last uh, really 30, 40 years, it has sort of become popular again. There was a movie that came out, I think in 2011, with Martin Sheen called The Way, and it's uh, the whole thing is shot and filmed. It's him on the Camino and there's a whole storyline around it. And so that kind of brought it into, into the popular zeitgeist. And so the Camino to Santiago, that's it. Yeah. What, what made you want to do it? Were you looking for salvation? (laughs) I, I particularly was not, I was not trying to achieve salvation. So I turned 40 later this year and wanted to do something significant. 
So we had uh, looked at all kind of options, beach houses and things like that. But um, I just want to do something more significant, something a little bit more meaningful. And so uh, my friends, Kitty and Bill Murray, who Aaron, we have mutual friends, uh, they had hiked a portion of the Camino several years ago. So I thought this will be perfect. It's like contemplative. We're walking. We're thinking about life. We're self-reflecting. It's kind of an adventure. It's kind of this crazy journey where all kinds of things could go wrong, which is exciting. So yeah, it just felt like a cool adventure and something I wanted to do. Uh, partially alone, but then uh, for the first three weeks I was alone, and then the last week my husband Brett joined me. Yeah, is that was that your second guess? Yeah, it was like it's probably like a religious hike. <laughs> it's not a car. It's like a yeah. It sounds like an Indiana Jones movie now. It's like yeah, we're going. It's that, the way you just you talked about the history and the adventure together made me think of Indiana. Jones. Yeah, yeah. You had a lot of fistfights with Nazis on tanks. Yeah, were there any Nazis <laughs> that tried to no, stop you? No from Nazis reaching? were spotted, but yeah, there are some. Um, uh, the Templars, the, the Knights yeah. Templar, right? Yeah. Which, they, you know, they're kind of in popular culture and all manner of conspiracy. There's several, like, Knights Templar churches along the way. So, so yeah, you, it, it's got a little... Um, what's the, the movie um, where we're... Um, Nicolas Cage. Uh, National Treasure. National Treasure. Yeah, a little bit of that kind of vibe because you're going through all these historic cities and old churches. And, and you're trying um, to steal the Declaration of Independence. Absolutely, <laughs> if, 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 if possible, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's cool because you're, you are. You're on, you're on a journey with the destination which makes it kind of cool you're trying to make yeah. it to this one church so you're not just going for a walk you know you're trying to get from point a to point b so so are you camping are you staying in like hostels what is the situation yeah so it's not really a camping culture it's more hostel based cool. although i did not do hostels because i just sleeping in a, a room with like 70 strangers all sharing air together in this in this season <laughs> yeah. of covid in the year of our lord just didn't sound great to me so i just did little cheap private rooms for the most part but the true Camino experience, um, as it is portrayed, is definitely doing the hostel thing. Yeah, I don't know if a lot of hostels are surviving these days. That is not, like you said, that is yeah. like, because you're, you're, the only ones I've stayed in were in Australia, and we were just in bunk beds with a bunch of strangers. That's it. It's just like, yeah, you're going to all have the same thing by the end of the, mm-hmm. end of the trip. There's be- <laughs> yeah, there's bed bugs, and yeah, it's, it's, it's fraught with all kind of... Uh, yeah. interesting situation so yeah so so look watching it on instagram every day it was like a nightly ritual i because i you know see it during the day and i was like i can't handle that right now because there's so many stories and there's a lot to intake and then at the end of the day you would kind of do a recap and highlights and all that it was great they're all saved as highlights so go back i was about to say can i still see them? you can they're available they're saved right. as highlights um i'm so curious about just just walk me through a normal day i know every day is kind of different yeah. but like you wake up, you have your clothing, but then you're not staying in the same place. You got to do laundry. Some days you bike. The logistics fascinated me as much as the scenery, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, so there's actually a, a, like a dozen or more Camino de Santiago routes that all funnel into that one same town of Santiago. The most popular one and the longest one is called the Camino Frances, which is the French way, which is the one I was on. So it's 500 miles. So basically, most people, when they walk the full Camino Frances... Uh, it's about a 30 to 35 day deal because you're trying to average about 15 miles per day. That's typically what most people will do. So, so yeah, your average day, I mean, you're waking up and you literally just start walking. So it, it's just this very bizarre, I mean, you got, you guys know how it is like it's in your normal life, you know, you wake up and there's all kinds of things barking for your attention and we have appointments and we have phone calls. But the cool thing about the Camino is the entire path is marked with yellow arrows. So some dude or dudes are maybe it was a lady, I don't know. They spray paint these yellow arrows telling you where to go. So for 500 miles, you're just literally mindlessly following yellow arrows like a zombie. But as long as you're following the arrows, you know that you're you're not lost. So that's what you do. You just walk. 
uh, you know, different times of the year, it's more crowded. Uh, the time I was there was like pretty moderate crowd, but a lot of times you're just alone. So you're just in the middle of a field. And as far as you can see, there's not a, another human soul. So lots of time to think and contemplate life and listen to music and podcasts and that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, after 15 miles, you're pretty, you're pretty tired. And uh, after several days, your feet are sore. And so you spend a lot of time just trying to keep yourself from like going to the hospital, being injured. Uh, the number people ask, okay, does it feel dangerous? Does it feel safe? And really the, the number one threat on the Camino are, are blisters, foot blisters. <laughs> yeah. So that shows you the level of this is not like, this is not like an Indiana Jones type situation. Like you're really just trying to keep your feet from getting blisters, but thankfully I avoided them. Um, but yeah, you've got it. Yeah. Then you get to the hostel that night or wherever you're staying, you do laundry, you grab food and then you pretty much want to go to sleep. Yeah. Because you walk 15 miles. Or, For sure. I mean, the longest day I walked was 18 miles, but I met people who were doing 20 and 25 mile days. So, yeah, it depends on what you're up for. Yeah. Most dangerous thing, blisters, then mountain lions, then Nazis. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. That's it. What, no chafing? That's yeah. the super personal. Yeah, ch- chafing's good. I walk be around Six Flags, and I'm out for like four days <laughs> with like my legs and stirrups. Chafing <laughs> is definitely an issue, but they have... They have they have solutions. For they, have, they have powdering very sta- effective powdering yeah. stations <laughs> along the way. <laughs> yeah, Google Body Glide. If you Body Glide was your best friend on the Camino, so. Body Glide. Body Glide. Didn't you do an ad for them, Aaron? <laughs> it seems like something that he would was, have been uh, an ad for. That was Astro Glide. Okay, uh, okay. Probably <laughs> would also work. It probably would. It's kind of the same thing. Um, this sidetrack, but funny. Did you know Astro Glide was created by a NASA scientist? Is this real? Yeah, right for like like uh, screws and things for machinery. S- screws. I yeah. promise. Wow. That, okay. They told me that on a call because okay. when when they reached out, like, you know, I was like, we need to hop on a call because I don't know what you want from me, and I can't. Probably. Oh wait, you've actually done an ad for us. You oh, didn't see yeah. it? I think I missed this somehow. Oh, right. no. I, 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 I feel know. so much better for missing your whole <laughs> trip now. Yeah, I feel like a terrible friend. Astroglide was as big in his life as this was in your life. A <laughs> little bit, a little bit. But yeah, they re- uh, oh gosh, they reached out and um. This is great because BT, you're going to tell people to listen to this to learn about the Camino, and yeah. now we're doing an Astroglide pivot. Real you quick. know, Astroglide is—they're the winner in this whole thing. Yeah, but they sent me a brief, and they're like, "Do you want to do an ad for Astroglide?" And I was like, "I don't know. That's not really my brand." And they sent a thing, and it was all like people being sexy rolling in covers, and I was like, "I can't. That's not me." <laughs> uh, but then I got on a call with them, and they were cool. They told me the NASA story, and then I just—I've always thought about that. There's a NASA scientist, and then I guess at some point it disappeared, and the guy came back the next day. He's like, "Hey, we need." More of that stuff. Like, <laughs> I don't know what happened to it. I must have lost yeah. it. And the Empire was born. The rest yeah. is history. Okay. So uh, Everglide, was it called? Your uh, Body Glide okay. is the okay. name of it. Yeah. Just so we can, uh, people can skip this whole section if they want to. Let's, <laughs> while we're here, what about the restroom? I thought about that a lot because you're walking and there's, peop- there's like several people. And yeah, what you bring, do you do? Yeah. You bring in your own toilet paper? So, yes, you do bring your own toilet paper. I had to use that option uh, over 26 days, one time. Yeah. The thing about the Camino is people, I think in the American mind, the closest thing we have to it is the Appalachian trail, which is like, Mm -hmm. we're camping, we're foraging for berries. We're cooking over a propane stove and we're sleeping in a tent. So this is not like that. This is not like a wilderness expedition. You're for the most part, you're passing through small towns in Spain. These towns have infrastructure and cars and internet and, you know, police and the whole thing. So for the most part, to answer your question, there are bathrooms available. And Great. in Spain, it's like totally normal to walk into a restaurant you don't eat at and they'll let you use the restroom. And, and the whole thing is like as you're walking, all the towns you're going through, they've literally been hosting pilgrims for the last thousand years. Yeah. So it's not a surprise to them that you're doing that kind of thing. So um, I will say I do think guys have it a little easier than girls. Yep. 
Um, that goes, that's the same always. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> pretty much all of life. But when it, cause I definitely, um, happened upon some women who were having to use nature to relieve themselves, which was, uh, which was happened twice. It was very awkward, but, um, but yeah, pretty much you have bathrooms <laughs> Yeah, for the most part. Yeah. Sorry. I happened upon women that were using nature to relieve themselves. <laughs> That oh. was a really horrible way to I like try it. to soften that. That um, might be the title. That of revelation, this. yeah. yeah. The, uh, <laughs> it's a the wordy. I mean, ending in towns, and you there'd always be these like cool pizza dinners, and you'd meet people. That was the part that I just had no idea this existed because Appalachian Trail, I see stuff, zero interest in none for me. Same. Yeah, nobody's going to no restaurants. Way. Yeah, yeah, no way. But you know, walking. 15 miles and then this picturesque European city and you have a, a beer and a pizza with, you know, strangers doing the same thing. That yeah. looked so fun to me. It, it was cool. And the, the social aspect is very underrated because yeah. you're in this weird season of life where it's like, I, I kind of take it back to like high school and college. Everybody in your, in your sphere is like moving in the same direction. We're moving towards graduation. We're all kind of on the same journey. The Camino is the same way. It's like everybody you meet is on their way to Santiago. So there's like a ton of stuff to talk about and everyone's like open-minded and friendly and like wanting to make friends. So that's, that's one of the coolest parts of it is, and you're meeting people from all over the world, you know? And so the language barrier is an issue because you're like, you'll meet somebody from Japan and then somebody else from, you know, France, but, um, but that's part of it. It's fun. Yeah. Who are some of the, the characters you met? Cause you introduced a few of us to them. Yes. There's like uh, Jesus Jake and his Jesus Jake, new yeah. wife. Can't remember her name. Yep. Heather. Yep. You're listening. What's up? But then every once in a while, it's like, uh, you know, my new dinner friend from Norway. And I'm like, this is so fun. Yeah, it's like it's weirdly intergenerational because end of the day, like most of us don't hang out with people vastly younger or older than us. Like you know, we just don't for the most part. Yeah. But it's really cool because yeah, I mean, I had dinner one night in this tiny town with a 70 year old Canadian woman named Irene, and we sat and talked and had the best time. And her husband died in 2018, and she heard about the Camino and she wanted to do it, and so she was you know, out walking 500 miles across Spain by herself with a 30 pound backpack and just like loving life. And mm -hmm. we had the best conversation. And so, yeah, that's, that part is really cool. Um, but yeah, I met another guy from Kentucky, Steve. I don't, it's, it's kind of weird. Like everybody you meet is on the Camino for a reason, you know, like either they've lost a family member or they're turning 40 or <laughs> yeah. they just got a divorce. I mean, you know, a lot of, so it's, everybody's there kind of like weirdly searching for something, trying yeah. to, you know, figure out the deeper parts of life. So, so it's, you know, like, that's, it's like jail. It's like, what are you in for? What's your yeah. deal? What's, it, honestly, that's a great way. What, to, yeah. what crisis are you going through? <laughs> it kind of is that way. That's a really good way to put it. Like you don't really meet people who are just, I mean, I guess some people are there just for the, the beauty of the scenery and the walk. But. Spring break. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm from Iceland. I just kind of like found my way here and I'm just walking this direction. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I think I could go through the whole thing without talking to one other person. For a month, I wouldn't be good at being like, "Hey, should we have dinner together?" Like, I don't know. If you, how do you have dinner with strangers? It just happens. It just happens. Yeah, it just, it just, and I, yeah, because I, I think if you're an introvert or an extrovert, you can make it work. Like, because I, I'm, I skew introvert, and so I love being by myself for long hours in the day. But if you're extroverted, like, tons of people would like cluster in little groups, and like, of course, WhatsApp is like the thing, and so you get added to these like WhatsApp groups with like thirty people, and it's. And so they're just t constantly talking all day and sending pictures about where they are. So that's kind of cool, you know. But um, yeah, if you want to meet people and be super social, you can do that. But at the same time, if you want to be a hermit and be alone, no, that's great. They should have. They could have do a yik yak. 
Yik Yak. Yik Yak. For, There's something I haven't thought about. Really coming, you know, it's coming back apparently. Yeah, just I anonymous talking trash about people. Yeah, you know? but you're all around each other. Did you see that guy? You see Heather? Oh, she smelled <laughs> bad her. today. Extra bad. <laughs> so I saw two ladies taking a dump earlier. <laughs> avoid that. Avoid this magnolia tree. Yeah, and you drop a pin. No, I'm just kidding. That is truer, truer than you know. Yeah. <laughs> it happens. So you, you don't just walk. You also bike, right? So I did. Yeah, so I... Uh, the full month it would have taken me to walk it just felt too long. So I wanted to compress it down to three weeks. So I did basically a week of walking, a week of biking, a week of walking. Um, however, most people do not do that. The vast majority of people just walk the entire thing. Because if you biked the whole Camino, it would take like maybe two weeks or less. Um, but I did both. And I actually loved both. Like walking was fun because you kind of, you're moving slower. You can see the cities and explore the little churches and things. But then on the bike, you're just kind of flying through. So you don't see as much, but it's a lot more fun. More exciting. I feel like yeah. you're making more progress, I'm sure. 100%. Yeah, because, I mean, you'll do 40, 50 miles on the bike and 10 or 15 on foot. So, so did you just rent a bike? I guess they are used to people renting. Yeah, there's this route. whole ecosystem of, like, third-party people that can help you with anything. So there's companies that will, like, advance your luggage ahead of you. Uh, this particular company, yeah, they dropped the bike in the city that I asked them, and then they picked it up in the city that I wanted to be done in. So, yeah. So cool. if, you, if you wanted to bring a lot of luggage, you technically could? Just you have people. definitely could, yeah, because that said, they've got this whole system of you check out your hostel, you leave your bag in this spot, and these some mysterious people pick it up, and the next thing you know, it, it meets you at your next hotel. That's good yeah. to know. You yeah. can bring an Xbox, you can bring anything you, you can want. bring whatever you want. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like if you're packing with your backpack, there's this whole long kind of idea or methodology on how to, you know, you want to go as light as possible, it's got to be 10% of your body weight, but... Um, you know, I really wasn't into that. I didn't really need the extra 20 to 30 pounds. So yeah, definitely. And I mean, you guys know how sweaty I am. <laughs> I'm, I'm dripping, right? I'm the wettest boy in Georgia. Yep. Luggage transport would be your best friend. Absolutely. There. Cause you, you were posting like, ah, I only have, you know, three shirts and like two pairs of pants. Like no oh, yeah. chance. <laughs> I will have to have multiple a day. Mm-hmm. Couldn't do that. Um, so you made a lot of friends, loved getting to know them. Do you have any enemies? Oh, or yeah. are there people that are like Villains. weird vibes and then you keep passing them? I, so I did trolls. to correct yourself. <laughs> Actually, yeah, you'd think there would be I feel like that's trolls. where the bridge trolls would be. Probably. Oh, because you're going over tons of, yeah, like thousand-year-old bridges. I actually did not make a ton of friends. I just was not in like a real friend-making mindset. Yeah. I made a few who were awesome, but not a ton. No enemies that I remember. You definitely see people over and over again because mm-hmm. it's like you're constantly like, kind of yo-yoing back and forth. Like you'll surge ahead and then you'll stop and take a break and then they'll pass you. And then, so yeah, like there's a group of of folks that I met and they literally all met like on day one and they just sort of clustered into like this little family group. And so 20 people kind of moved together all the way to the very end. And so, um, so that happens a lot too. Yeah, interesting. That's my non-adventurous version of that is road trips. I'm like, oh, you pass a truck, you remember? (laughs) And then you like get gas and you get back on, you pass the truck again Mm -hmm. and you have little friends and enemies. That's it. On the road. Yeah, I don't do that. You don't do that? Maybe. On yeah. road trips, I got to play little games with myself. I shouldn't say it like that. I <laughs> That's okay. Have, you know, I tr- okay. <laughs> little road trip game trip games with yourself. Yeah, I, I it get it. Time. I know what you mean, yeah. Aaron. Right, right. I've been there. No, I think I do too. Yeah. Um, so when you get to the, how, when you're approaching the end, what do you, do you know what to picture? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much, because it's, you know, it's it's very it's a very photographed spot. The cathedral that you finally, you know, the, the end point is this massive thousand-year-old cathedral. And so... And it's James it's, House, right? James House? Yeah, yeah. You can visit the bones of James. That's where it is. Yeah, yeah that's right, it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There's like a whole crypt. You can yeah, do yeah. that whole thing. 
But it's cool because the, the plaza in front of the cathedral, the cathedral is just filled with, you know, hundreds of pilgrims, they call us pilgrims, uh, that have all come in, not only from the trail that you've been on, but there's all the different trails oh, all end right, at the right. same point. Right. So it's really cool because you're talking to people and asking them, where did you start? Oh, I came in from Portugal. I came in from whatever. <laughs> I mean, I met a few folks um, who had come, they had walked from Amsterdam and they had walked like 2,000 miles and some people have come in from Rome, which is maybe 1,000 miles away. So, so yeah, it's really cool, but that's definitely, that's what's nice about it is you like, there's a, there's an end point, you know, when you're done, which is cool. That's awesome. At what point did Brett meet you? Uh, Brett came, he met me in the town of Saria. So a lot of people will start their Camino in Saria, which is the last about 80 miles into Santiago. So it's, if you want to go do the Camino for like five days, that's the place to do it. So he met me there and then we hiked together for five days and then completed it. And then we went to Madrid and hung out there for a couple of days. What was that conversation like? When you're like, hey, I'm going to leave for three weeks and just, <sighs> just you know, walk around Europe. I, yeah, I was pretty scared. Like, I, I decided in the, early in the summer, I was like, I want to do the Camino for my for my birthday. And so I told Brett, he's like, oh, great, we'll do it together. You know, like, we'll go for a week. It'll be great. And then I kept thinking about it. I was like, yeah. If, I, if it was me and someone's, I'd be like, they just want to be away from me for their birthday. Oh, 100%. <laughs> That's yeah. what I would hear. Yeah, that was my fear, which I was great. Like, I, that was great. But then I thought about it. I was like, I kind of want to do this whole thing which was going to be about a month, which I don't have a real job. Brett has a real job. So, um, but I asked him, I was like, Hey, what would you think about me being gone for, you know, a month? And he was fantastic and he was supportive and he wanted me to do it. So not too supportive though. Right. If not was, yet. Like, yeah, go. exactly. I go know. tomorrow. I know. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do the 2000 mile. <laughs> yeah. Cause <laughs> when you start in Amsterdam, yeah, walk to China. Good. I heard China is great. I really get to know yourself. If you start in Amsterdam, <laughs> Yeah, because when you're married, like you just you just don't leave your spouse for that long. That's just not a really common thing. So I was definitely scared, but he was fantastic, and uh, it all worked out. Yeah, was there convincing to be done on your end of like him joining for a week, or was he like that? Also, sounds great to me. I'd love to go. No, he definitely he wanted to join, and I I, did, I wanted him to join as well. So um, it was just a matter of like figuring out when he would come, the beginning or the end, and how long he would be there for, and that kind of thing. So yeah, yeah, the logistics of the Camino is it's a little tricky because you're flying into Madrid or Paris, and you've got to train and get to the starting point, and you know, you've got your backpack, the whole thing. So, but um, but it's a lot of fun. It's part. Yeah, of Yeah, I knew all that just because y'all are so happy <laughs> from what I know which it's we're pretty happy yeah I think you're you might be like the only couple that I know of that if y'all like got divorced this year I would be shocked <laughs> everyone else you're like I, I gotta see it you know what I mean yeah but you're not counting me because I'm not married yet you're right? not married yet Correct. okay yeah, cool, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. you're not yeah I'll, I'll start evaluating next year <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah let me know I'd like to know where I stand throughout the process if you yeah. rank me every six months or so <laughs> I'm scared that my married friends listening to this are gonna ask me <laughs> And if, if you do, though, I'll give you the honest truth. I'll tell you that right now. Wow. All right. I will never ask then. Yeah. Don't ask. Please. Just don't ask. Never, never do it. Did he get Did he get to meet a lot of your friends that you'd made in the first few weeks? He met me. My two, my two best buddies that I met were Jake and Heather, Jesus Jake, because he just had long Jesus-like hair and features. But um, I was wondering yeah. why we called so him So he that. was white. So he's white. He was white. Which White Jesus Jake. That, Jesus I mean, was not white. I guess we need to point that out. He said Jesus-like features. And I was like, His oh. name is Jake. So <laughs> probably white. That's true. But yeah, they were like a couple from Florida. They'd got married in November. They're both bartenders. They had they couldn't do a, a honeymoon back in November, so they did this now. So I was like, man, yeah, walking 500 miles together as a couple, uh, that's a that's a big, bold move for newlyweds. But they were awesome. We had a great time. Yeah, that's awesome. I think you could just do it as your premarital counseling. Just be like, let's hike 500 miles together and see if we still want to get married. Absolutely. You're going to learn a whole lot about your person in that, in that 500 miles. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's what we'll do. Yeah, you should. 
could be good. Does Does Anna listen this far in episodes? I don't know. We'll find out. Because it's usually just the intros when we'll talk <laughs> she about. She likes her. to hear the intros. I think she listens to most of them all the way through. Should we test it right now? Yeah, sure. All right, Anna. If you're listening to this, then you have to just Venmo me a hundred dollars, <laughs> and that's how I'll know you made it this far. Yeah. Let us know. Could you? This is not. There's no wrong answer here. Truly. Could you spend a month just walking around with her after you get married? Yeah, for sure. Really? It'd be fun. That's oh, great. Oh, yeah. I love that. I think there is a wrong answer. If you say no, that's a problem. <laughs> yeah, there is yeah, no yeah, wrong yeah. answer. If you say no, that's that's Do not you a good get thing. tired of her quickly? Yeah, that was a test. <laughs> There's no wrong answer. Yeah. <laughs> Trick. Anna's been paying me yeah. to give you a test. Um, I know you had the summary was fantastic, obviously, because you are so insightful and you're such a good writer. So you had like here are my kind of biggest takeaways. Yeah. Will you share some of them with us? Yeah, I mean, yeah, walk, you know, traveling 500 miles alone, you have a lot of time to think and to process life. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I think one of the big things was just, this sounds so basic, but like nature is incredible. Like, I really think that it's like this, I wrote on Instagram, I think it's like an essential part of our mental health. We just need to submerge ourselves in nature yeah. pretty frequently. Like, we view it as like a little novel thing. Oh, it's like a vacation or we go on this hike once every three months. But like, I really think we need to just completely immerse ourselves in nature as frequently as we're able to. And I think because it just, it's kind of this cleansing sort of weird, mentally freeing situations. Yeah. And what you were talking about, just, I mean, that's what people did forever until like a hundred years ago. Yeah. Right. You were just always outside working outside, you know, being together, like community outside. Yeah. It was weird. Like on day three or four, there's a stretch of the community where you, you don't go through as much as many, um, you know, restaurants and shops and things and so like you kind of put snacks in your bag and that's all you got for like five hours or so and so i just started like foraging for berries multiple i'm like i'm like ravenously picking blackberries off bushes and eating them i'm like picking apples off trees and so is that risky was Was there like any poisonous stuff any into the wild situation you know there was one berry i ate that i thought was a blueberry definitely was not but i'm still here so it couldn't have been that bad but that was the day that was the day you used your toilet paper (laughs) Yeah, it was about three days later, but yeah, <laughs> something like that. But I'm like, it was like this weird primitive experience. I'm like, when am I ever pulling berries off random bushes? But even that was kind of cool, you know? Like, it just felt like you're kind of getting back to the earth. Yeah. Like, I'm not yeah. a really hippy-dippy per- hippy dippy person, but, uh, you know, it was a fun kind of way to get into that for a while. Yeah. That's so fun. Did you buy or do any research on, like that type of stuff for the trail of like, what kind of wildlife might I encounter or of the berries, which ones are okay or what should I expect? No, I, I researched none of that kind of thing. I just, I know what a blackberry looks like, you know, I didn't, sure. I didn't eat any like random berries. But in, like in that, Europe, the blueberry it's one. different. Yeah. But like you could tell, like you would see a blackberry bush and like all the berries were gone for the things that were really reachable for shorter people. Okay. And yeah. I was kind of taller. So I'm like, okay, people have been eating these berries. Gotcha. There's a blackberry bush growing along this pilgrimage has been traveled for a thousand years. It's probably not, these are probably not poisonous berries that are going to kill me. If a bush likely. is full of berries that are very reachable, you're like, these seem like people are not eating Exactly. Them. Yeah. You avoid those bushes. For yeah, sure. yeah. That totally makes sense. I have felt the nature Just, pool in the last year for the first time. Because uh, I grew up hiking and hunting and not that I really care to do those things now, um, but I just got away from it. Um, and now, you know, being like a, sad breakup boy earlier this year started walking like four or five miles a day getting outside i've been doing some hikes it's so annoying how good it is for me you know what i mean (laughs) i wish i like kind of hated it and was like all right i don't need to do that anymore but every time i feel energized for like a full week yeah it's awful i know and i hate to make it like this whole like a screen time thing because i am listen i love my screens i love my 
my socials, but you know, it's one of those situations that just pulls you out of all of the screeny things, you mm-hmm. know, and you're walking through nature and it's, you know, here comes a thunderstorm and I'm going to get completely poured on and then I'm going to eat a random berry off this thing. And then, Oh, here comes this thousand year old, like nun monastery that's like crumbling and I'm going to go inside there and explore and rummage around. So yeah, it had this whole like childhood boyhood, like I'm going through the woods, discovering magical places kind of energy, which uh, as a 39 year old man, I'm like, man, we don't experience that much in our, in our culture at my age. And, and that's what it was. And that was like completely refreshing. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have things like that? I feel like nature does take you to like another level of rest. Like you can go on vacation and feel rested, but if you're going out in the woods for a long time and resting, I do feel like that takes you to like another level of coming back refreshed. Yeah. Like going to hang out with Colombian in-laws and yeah, I, I mean, that was very refreshing. Let me tell you, <laughs> I, I didn't have to talk very much because yeah. I couldn't. Yeah. Something, this but. is, it sounds so dumb and it kind of is, but just like kind of stomping through a creek <laughs> and not even a river, like putting on water shoes and like climbing over rocks and logs. Yeah. Is so fun to me. Yeah. It okay. makes you feel connected to the uh, earth. That's it. Sounds like to say. It's <laughs> skipping rocks, dude. I, yeah. I'm telling you. So glad we can finally about talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. But those are the things where I'm like, wow, I feel like I'm seven and I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we need to like find situations that make us feel that way because the world, I don't know, everything is so angry and sad now in so many ways. And so that's what this experience was so, so wonderful about it was like I just disengaged from all that. Like I didn't think about. American politics for right. a month, which was amazing. So. Yeah. Um, let's stay on the awful train. Okay. The bad parts. That's what good. are the worst experiences on the Camino? I know you fell. You had a crash. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I wrecked the bike one time. Literally just, I wasn't going fast. Everyone asked, like, were you, were you riding fast or were you on your phone? I was like, no, I was going very slow and I was not on my phone. Because just, that, that's just a, drinking a full bottle of wine. <laughs> <laughs> but that is because half of his stories, he'd be like zooming on the bike. And I know a lot of people reached out and they're like, yeah. you're on X Games mode right now. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> the first day on the, you know, the bike, the mountain bike, I was like a wobbly legged, a newborn giraffe. You know, I was very scared and timid. But by day 10, I'm like... I am the Tony Hawk of mountain bike riding, whoever that person would be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, had a little wreck, tumbled uh, over a little ledge into a massive briar patch situation. So yeah, just <laughs> tumbled was, about sorry. eight feet down this little ravine and just got oh. torn up. Yeah, now it's a little ravine. Because I remember you, it was, you know, 10% dramatic, the first story. It was a little dramatic, yeah. Because like, I just fell down this ravine. It, it was a ravine. It was a ravine, but it was like a, a big ditch. Yeah, I mean, if, Ravine, if the ditch, briar you know? if the briar patches had not caught me, it could have been a bad situation. Or like a super super small canyon. I'm gonna look up yeah. the definition of ravine. Yeah, look it up. I would this love was to a know. ravine. I, I mean, BT's a word guy though, so yeah. he probably got us there. You know, a deep narrow gorge with steep sides. Okay, I think no, I think that's a perfect description. I mean, oh, the I word thought you were saying no, like you're gonna fight Miriam Webster over here. No, <laughs> like, I think that's I, I think that is what I fell into. It was a deep. Yeah. Narrow gorge. Here's some pictures. This isn't that helpful. Does it look like that? Okay. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know if it looks like that. <laughs> That's the first picture. That's like a that raging like, river. It looks like the Colorado River. Yeah, yeah that, that is, uh, that that is the Grand Canyon. Well, just actually. type in a uh, little Camino Ravine and see if... <laughs> <laughs> That's the one. It, he's down there. I think I see you. That pops Guys, up. Guys, it drew blood. I had to get out my first aid kit. Band-Aids are applied. So, yeah, right. come on. That's a ravine. Let's, let's have a little bit of, of empathy here. Yeah. If it drew blood, it's a ravine. Right. Thank you. Thank Was you. anyone around? 
there was, I did scream at one point. There was a little lady. There was a, there was like a house, a multi-story house. And she was in her window, like doing laundry. And I kind of screamed or yelped or something. I did scream at one point. I did. Yeah. I mean, there was a minute I was like, wait a minute. I think I'm in trouble. I might need to like, you know, but then I realized like, okay, I'm, I'm just hurting, but I can crawl out of this. It's funny. I'm just not picturing you like being by a house. So it's like funny to hear you say that. I know it's hard to describe guys, but you just, that's how it was. Yeah, that's awesome. Did you scream as you were falling or like once you had fallen? Oh, both, 100%. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I am an overly dramatic person in moments of pain. So was it nature. more like a shriek or it's more like a, ah! You know, like what? It was the latter. It was an ah. Yeah, yeah. that was it. Yeah, okay, okay. That was it as I tumbled into the briar patch. But yeah, the wreck was rough. And then um, I had one really, really, really rain day, like mm. extreme rain on the bike. So I'm like, and that day I was actually on a, like a little highway and yep, just, just getting after it on my bike, got my parka on pouring rain my you know soaked to my socks but that's part of it was that cool too were you like this is a story this it is was a memory cool yeah i called that that that's a, a camino baptism is what i called it but that's yeah it right. was cool because you kind of go into a situation like camino it's like that's part of it you know it's like we're gonna have really great days and it's gonna be inspiring and fun and you're gonna have really crappy days where you're gonna feel awful and it's gonna rain and everything's gonna go wrong but i kind of went into it like that was what i was expecting so thankfully the good days vastly outnumbered the bad ones absolutely I, everything you say i know I, I try to make it applicable to me and my city life <laughs> like when i lived in new york and i got hit by a taxi for the first time what someone mm. screamed at me like aggressively on the subway i was like this is what it's all about this is you're you're it's part of the initiation it's real now yeah you're you know? initiated you're you're that becoming guy, one of them the guy just get hit by a cab why is he smiling so big yeah i, was like, I feel like home is that and i'm a new just, yorker now i just kiss the hood and walk away well, i've never heard the getting hit by a cab story me neither that was what fine. happened well it, it was well, just a bump a gentle bump it was a gentle bump okay it was uh they did were you think, fall into a ravine <laughs> i didn't fall into a ravine yeah, <laughs> i fell into uh, a sewer um <laughs> Yeah, you know, it was, uh, they were thinking about making the yellow light, and it was one of those crowded days where everyone's like on the corner. Oh, uh, okay. And so you were going to go as soon as it, and I just went and it just beep. Was just there, barely it, got me. was this person remorseful for hitting, or they just, they realized you were fine and just sped I, away? I legit think I did the New York, like, oh, thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I throw my hands out, I'm like, what? I'm you walking an angry here. Italian I'm grandmother, walking, like, yeah. oh, I didn't say I'm walking here, but <laughs> I definitely was like, Whoa. That would have been amazing if you just, your instinct was to say that. Yeah. And you know I'm a rule follower and like a little polite uh, boy. I didn't know that. But now, like walking, I jaywalk. I will. I make cars stop. Oh. Especially if it's you know you have the right of way. People just stand there and wait for cars to pass before walking until it's clear. I will embarrass cars by stepping in front of them. Then they oh. have to slam on the brakes. New so York like, did this to you. Yeah. Wow. I, that, same to me. Every whenever I get back from New York, I'm at my most assertive, especially on crosswalks here. For sure. Like people are like, "Where are you going?" I'm like, "I'm going." Because it's my turn. Yeah, oh, we're not gonna, dude, they'll stop for sure. They'll stop. <laughs> I got the right away. Yeah, and merging now. Oh, dude, I just <laughs> yeah. make my way in. Make it in. Yeah, in Columbia they drive that way also. I'm sure. I learned last week. Yeah, I remember being up there for like a, after a year. I was fully assimilated, and like, like my mom came up. She's like, "Why is everyone honking? Like, why is everyone so mad?" And you're like, "Wait, what? Oh, that's just life. I don't even hear it anymore. <laughs> that's it. Weird." Okay, so I know everyone reached out to you and are like, "Oh, I kind of want to do this now." What is your advice? Like, do you have like, here's what you got to know going in or yeah, just start there. Yeah. I, so I definitely came away from Camino being like everybody, everybody should do the Camino if they're able. And I, I get it. There's a thousand reasons why we've, you know, life's busy, kids, money. I, those are all legitimate reasons. But if you can, I just tell people add it to your bucket list. Maybe, you know, maybe 
you'll sit on it and you'll go when your kids are out of the house and you're 70 and your grandparents. But um, yeah, I think everybody should do it because it, I, I described it as like this perfect cocktail of mental health goodness. You know, like you're in nature, you're walking every day, you're contemplating life, you're disengaged from social media, you're not on your phone all day, you're meeting new people from other countries and having your mind expanded about, you know, the different cultures and that kind of thing. Uh, new foods. There's this element of like, I, I'm a big believer, like particularly if you're like, well, I, I view myself as I'm a very confident person and I feel like I can figure anything out at any time. Well, when you're in a different country like that, you can't, you know, there's language barriers. So it kind of makes you insecure in like a good way. So yeah, I think it's, um, if anybody can do it, like go for it. Even if it's, you can go do the whole thing for a month. You can do two weeks, 10 days, five days, but I think everybody should do it. It's awesome. Yeah. Any like red flags for people where you're like, these people should not do it. Who Obviously, shouldn't do it? you got to have the fitness level <laughs> enough to be able to yeah. get through it. Yeah, and that's the good thing is you don't have to be in like excellent shape. You just need to be in like moderately good shape. People ask me like, what did you do to train for the community? I'm like, you just walk. You're just walking. You've been training since you were about three or two, whatever, you know, kids start walking. So yeah, I mean, train a little bit, you know, kind of increase your mileage or whatever. But I would say um, the food on the Camino is not always the best. All right. So if you're a real picky eater, you might struggle a little bit. Is it actually bad or are you just American and picky? No, it's the opposite because you're insanely hungry every single day. So like you'll order like a, like, oh, it's noodles. It's this big, delicious noodle dish. You're like, oh, this is actually like Chef Boyardee. This is not in any capacity good. Uh, Now that's, that's a generalization. Some of the meals are, are fantastic, but you know, you're just passing through small little towns where it's like, a mom and pop restaurant might be the only thing there. So, you know, they just might not have excellent food. So if you're a real picky eater, you might want to sit this one out. But there, uh, pizza. Pizza was my, that's what got me through. Mm-hmm. Pizza was the best. And yeah, you're burning so many calories every day. You, you don't feel bad getting pizza. That's 100% true. Yeah, because you burn, I think it's like three to 4,000 calories a day just from the walking. So that was one of the best parts in which you can eat pretty much whatever you want because you're not going to outpace the amount of <laughs> yeah, calories you're... Yeah. You're, uh, you're burning. So that's cool. Did you lose weight? Not that you needed to. <sighs> Man, I, I know you're going to ask this. I, <laughs> I'll just, I'll give you the numbers. When I left here, I got on the scale, 208 pounds. Uh, when I got back, I got on the scale, 207. I lost one Nailed it. literal pound. It was the most like, I was kind of mad about it. Yeah. But, um, we'll just do six more Caminos and you're yeah, down in the Exactly. Yeah, I'll get I'll break under 200. But <laughs> we did do like two and a half days in Madrid where we ate like animals, like just we had everything, so may I think I think maybe I canceled out my gains. And your calves probably got so strong and heavy from all the walking mm, that it counteracted mm. the weight I loss. I actually think that's partially true. And um, the bike, you know, you're using the big your big thighs yeah. muscles and things, so you know it's just distributed differently. Yeah, you're just ripped now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I lost one pound. So have you been walking more since you got back? Yeah, I do have this desire to like just be moving all the time. Even, yeah, like yesterday at the house, I was just like constantly moving around the house trying to find something to do. I was like, oh, this is like my, because that Camino mind says like you wake up and it's like, you got to start walking. You got to move and you stop and take a break. And that's cool. We're like, I got to get 15 miles in today. And like sundown is, you know, in so many hours. So yeah, it kind of does make you in this mindset of just, it's like you're a little nomad. You're just constantly kind of progressing to the next town. So yeah, I feel I like it. I would need to train a little bit. I'm not just saying this. I want to do it. I know. It sounds awesome. I'm telling you, you absolutely should. Yo, I met a guy, um, this older couple from uh, from the Netherlands, and we struggled to communicate, but basically I realized this was his third Camino, and his first was when he was 70. Whoa. So I think he was a, he was at least 80 or 85, but he walked every day. They, would do, they were averaging about 15 miles a day. He had the full pack on. So 
that's another thing is the the number of older people out there just killing it, incredibly inspiring. So just it's just that old thing of like, man, like it's just it's about your mindset, it's about your daily habits. Because if you're in a healthy place, you know, lots of lots of older people do the Camino all the time and love it. So. Yeah, and I know another one of the questions you got a lot, you answered I mean, thoroughly on your story is the finances. So now I was oh, listening, yeah. being like. What does it what does it cost to do this? Yeah. Is it super cheap once you get over there? Is it just mainly the flights? What's the deal? Okay, so um that's a great question. We could spend a lot of time on the quick the quick answer is your biggest expense is the flight, which you know there's ways to hack that and get that down. Uh food there is very cheap. Food and drink, very cheap. Wait, how, if, how cheap are we talking? Like a, you got these pizzas like um, five bucks, ten bucks? Six, yeah, six, seven bucks. Uh a glass of wine is literally two euro, so it's two fifty, which is crazy. Um so there's that. And then, yeah, if you stay in the hostels, the hostels are literally five to $10 per night. So there's some people that all they do is hostels. So you can do all of it because your lodging is your, that's honestly the biggest expense can be other than your flight. So if you do the hostel thing, you can get that done cheap. But I did private rooms, which are like 30 to 40 bucks a night. So even those aren't that expensive. So it's doable. You know, it depends on how long you go for. But yeah, I've been to several countries in Europe. Spain is one of the cheaper ones, particularly when it comes to food and drink. So that's cool. Gosh. I want to go. It. Let's do it. Let's, Let's do go. it. We'll podcast the whole way. I'll go. I'm going to go for a few weeks, and then you can join me for the last week. Deal. There you go. We'll have our, our husband week there. The, <laughs> <laughs> the husband week. Um, okay, so follow BT. Yep. And just go back and, and watch actually, it. And actually watch his stories, guys. Don't just follow him. That's, <laughs> what, I, that's what I've learned. Don't mute him. Thanks, he might Andrew. deserve it, but don't mute him. You're going to miss a lot of great stuff. Andrew, you going to go back and watch now? I am. I'm for he sure. If is. they're in the highlights, I'm he, watching them tonight. Yeah. Well, the other thing too is, you just had an iPhone, right? You weren't. You didn't have a professional yeah, camera. Correct. The some of the shots you got, like I want, printed. That they're gorgeous. Every day there's like, twenty stories, and ten of them are like gorgeous photographs. I'm talking like moody cows on a countryside. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was fun. Cloudy. Yeah, wild. we didn't get into that much, but the, the nature, the scenery you're going through is unbelievable. You're like in a jungle at one point, you're like in a desert at one point, a canyon, a ravine. Um, <laughs> it's crazy. But yeah, you get. You, I got a lot of fun taking photos. That was probably my favorite thing. Yeah. Yeah, we, we got the story. Now you got to go see it. You just got to go click through the, the highlights. Yeah, scroll yep. back to the, the Camino highlights. You'll find them. We'll do it. Um, BT, what is your email sign off? What do you put right before your name at the end of a email? Cheers. Exclamation point. Cheers is great. That's all a very right. good one. Yeah. Um, and then where can people find all your stuff? Is it BT Harmon everywhere? Yeah. So btharmon.com for my personal site. And then on Instagram, I'm BT underscore Harmon. Mm. And then that's if, pretty much if, it. If people were to listen to Catlick or Blue Baby's Peak, yeah. peak which click one? on the link in my Instagram profile and all those things are linked. Catlick and Blue Baby's Peak and all that. So, all right. Yep, there we go. That's it. BT. Cheers. Cheers. Thank Cheers. you. Cheers. Thank you guys. No.